0: So hi, welcome to Steve and Adam Save the Music Industry. Um, Here's how we're going to save it. Each episode, we're going to put forward a pretty good new idea that when implemented is definitely going to save the music industry. Um, We'll thrash out our two ideas, make our arguments, and choose the best of the pair. Then we'll send it off to Universal or Simon Cowell or Spotify or whoever to implement it. It's a perfect system. Even a couple of idiots like us can manage it. So, without further ado... Uh, yeah, I, f- I figured we could flip for it for who would go first. How okay, do you feel about that, yes, let's do that. Yeah, I'm
1: totally cool. Totally cool with that. Hello, by the way, that was Adam <laughs> I'm I'm Steve. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> uh, that was the introduction. Um, yeah, I I don't have a coin on me. It's... Uh, I do. T- it's 2019. Enough. Okay, good. So you can, you can adjudicate. Um, and, and
1: like I, <laughs> I can just, just make it up really good now. Yeah,
0: basically. Um, okay, do you want heads or tails? Um, yeah I'll go uh I'm gonna go heads I think oh it's heads it's heads okay. it, re- it g- really genuinely is oh what does that mean <laughs> I guess I guess um, that means uh, well it
1: means you get to choose, I get to choose. it means you get um, to choose who goes first
0: ah the power pa- pa- power mm-hmm. um yeah what why don't I then so uh, the <laughs> full full disclosure like in in the chat before this. Like I sort of pitched this idea in advance, right? Mm-hmm. As as part of the fancy doing a podcast pitch. So um Yes, you did. This this isn't gonna be quite as much as the surprise to to you, Steve, as your one is gonna be to me. Yeah. Yeah, either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go at it. So okay. um my my idea in a nutshell is is a planned obsolescence of the music itself. Mm-hmm. planned obsolescence you know we've talked about this a bunch um is the like the idea that a manufacturer of a product would deliberately build in as something that makes the thing obsolete after a certain amount of time and it's something mm-hmm. that i th- i think is pretty illegal pretty much everywhere certainly in the western world right I'm sure, like it's in everything anyway, right? Yeah, right. It's like yeah, sort of. um,
1: Computers end up not supporting things. Yeah, cars can be made to never rust, but yeah,
0: yeah, they are rusting away. You're a logic user, so like, like literally every (laughs) update is like, oh yeah, and by the way,
1: you need a new computer and a new operating system, right? Yeah. my Gosh. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm actually halted now. I can't. The the Mac I have won't go it won't install the latest operating system mm. which means i'm sitting on a ticking time bomb for having to buy a new computer if i want to upgrade logic from 10.4.4 4 to 10.4.5 mm. or some silly nonsense in the future
0: yeah and so uh, and and so um i was also thinking about how like on that same on that same like thrust of idea like how how good it is for the food industry that they like yes. that the food industry like can Make a carrot. I think that's how it works. The carrot comes out of the factory, <laughs> and it or it, you know, the, out of the carrot factory, yeah, out of the carrot factory, in, in Carrot Town, and that that carrot has is a is a ticking time bomb, like you say, is is already starting to yeah. degrade, and if you don't eat it quick enough, mm-hmm. that's it. That carrot's lost, and you have to pay for a new carrot. Yeah. Whereas in music, you know, whatever they're like, Satchmo recorded his songs in the in the twenties and the thirties and the forties and you, you that that they still exist and you still buy them and he can't yeah. I mean he's he's dead as, as hell but um they're like if he wanted to he, he can't make a, a wage out of those songs, re recording those songs every year, remaking them. That that music, those recordings yeah. exist permanently, more or less. The they're, they're like Beatles wrote a bunch of songs fifty, sixty, seventy years ago and they're still Bringing in loads of money, but um, yep, their their carrots their carrots aren't going to go off.
1: So, so your idea is suggesting that the music, what it it it, it like stops working or it, it it turns to dust, like like the end of Infinity War. Every, right. All, all the little records say like Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, and turn to dust and disappear, or, Poof, or what?
0: The, the the master tapes for the for the white album just evaporate. Yep
1: okay okay so just like spontaneous evaporation i like it
0: yeah i, d- I mean it's uh, i figure it's much easier but you said in, the master tapes
1: but is that yeah all the like everything though like if i buy a cd in a shop does that cd just dissolve after like a month's of u- uh, a month of use or six weeks of use
0: um I so know. so in the in the like thinking about this technically that i've had to do a little bit to try mm-hmm. and back this up yeah um like we're in a digital world now Mm -hmm. and i think it would be much easier for like a digital file to uh to expire right in the same way that a software license does is that you 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 buy a license to the new ariana grande records and that it works Mm -hmm. perfectly for six weeks and then you have to renew your subscription to the ariana grande record that you like
1: right Um, Uh, but so you renew your subscription or like when do you still get that same record
0: that's a good point I suppose I suppose suppose originally I was thinking yeah that Ariana Grande has to re-record that album again
1: well exactly like and that's that's when you first pitched the idea to me that's what I thought yeah you know that's the the lines along which I was thinking yeah and uh and I thought that's that's yeah a very interesting idea
0: yeah, so I suppose the they're like the Pro Tools session would, would self delete, and and with all yeah. of their like yeah with all their assets and uh, recordings and stuff.
1: I mean it, it it's it's an absolute sort of ethos slash philosophy changer, isn't it? Yeah. In a way, it takes us back to the pre-recorded era where the only way yeah right to to record music was to write it down as mm. sheet music mm. and then. And then you have to employ musicians to play that music. And the way that you listen to that music was to go to concerts and performances. And, and that would come back, would it?
0: Yeah. Well, like the, I like the food analogy, right? So the idea that you can have, you can have a recipe, but the end product, then the recipe can last forever, but the end product is like, is, is limited. Mm limited in time exactly Um, you can
1: have a Victoria sponge recipe but yeah if you make a Victoria sponge after a couple of weeks it's no good right yeah
0: and no no one's trying to argue that uh Queen Victoria should still be getting money for her her Victoria sandwich cake recipe no No. um this this far down the line or or that somehow that like that work is is like static and that there's an authentic like original victoria sponge that that can't be changed that can't be like updated that's like stuck in time um mm. uh, like anybody can buy a like a jamie oliver cookbook off the thing and make that re- whatever recipe spicy chicken with a zesty salad and serve that to somebody and no no one's suggesting that like i don't know can do recipes can recipes be copywritten i suppose there's like manufacturing processes for like like you i I can't make a mar a mars bar and go and sell it no they can't be
1: they can't be copywritten because you think about coca-cola they have to keep their recipe under like top secret don't they
0: yes right
1: it's like only like two or three people on the planet because the product would have to be um you know that if the exact recipe was out there other people could make it and there wouldn't be a legal infringement i think Mm obviously they couldn't call it coca-cola and use the branding yeah. that's copyrighted right but yeah and and there's a big big industry in uh reverse engineering isn't there in food mm. where mm. people are always reverse engineering you know f- packaged food to figure out what makes it what it is and then try and replicate that so you get supermarket own brand versions of and they're very close to the 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 branded versions they're imitating and so you and so music would do the same right
0: yeah, potentially, sort of. I, like I feel like, to an extent, actually talking about reverse engineering, that um, that like a, a group like Chromio or Tuxedo, or whatever, are like have yeah. made a career out of reverse engineering like seventies, <laughs> eighties, like funk records, right? Yep, and not not doing covers of those songs, but but like getting yeah. pretty pretty close. New yeah presentations and there's, there's of very those same tangible recipes.
1: lines, aren't there between yeah. the old the old records and the new records, you can just directly mm. see the influences
0: mm.
1: you can go, oh, well, that's a bit from that. That's a bit from that. That's a bit from this. And that's a bit from that new song. Yeah. totally. Yeah. So the, the thing that I was thinking about along the lines of your, uh, your idea is that take, take uh, Pharrell Williams, right. He does that song happy. It's a massive like hit. So and the world goes mad for it. It's on everywhere all the time let's say after two months or whatever, the inbuilt obsolescence kicks in, boof, that's gone. That's gone forever. Yes. Now, does he then re-record that almost straight away to put it back out there to keep the, the momentum going on that? Or can he use it as like a marketing thing? Like everyone goes, oh, remember that amazing song by Pharrell Williams and people are covering it, but they want to hear Pharrell do it. They want to hear it on record again. And then, so, you know, maybe two three four five years time boom he re-records it and releases it and and he tells everyone he's going to do it and there's all this build-up hype ready for it and he becomes a big marketing extravaganza and he he nets himself a whole load of money again by redoing you know re-recording the same song which let's be honest if if pink floyd got back together and re-recorded yes some of their 70s records like people would be like well okay but what was the point in that because you've you've we've got the originals and nothing's yeah. ever going to recapture that magic but if the originals were truly gone people would pay to hear those guys re-record mm. and and that's their that's now some viable income because presumably the royalty industry as we know it would kind of disappear or it would only work for the 8 weeks or 4 weeks or whatever mm. that the inbuilt obsolescence is active and then after that no more royalties so boom it encourages musicians to stay proactive both in the studio and and touring and not just to sit back on their levels and do nothing while millions of dollars roll in. Oh man, that's the dream
0: <laughs> Playing video games <laughs> while your smash hit brings in the money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Christmas the, the idea of a Christmas novel. Oh my gosh, Christmas. Every Christmas, all the songs Ah, would need to be recorded. That would be amazing. You get all new versions of of the classics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's who's going to be doing this year's best Slade cover? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, that would be so cool. I'd be up for that, just to get some fresher songs at Christmas. Yeah. And stop hearing the same stuff peddled every year. Wow. Okay, so... As a as a sort of curveball like thorn in the side of your plan. Mm. What about music that's used in film and TV?
0: Ah, interesting. Okay. So, you know. They're like the absolutist and end point of this thing, yeah, is that like mm. is that why stop at music? Why <laughs> why not remake Blade Runner every <laughs> six weeks? That's a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny isn't it because like obviously like I'm a musician music's my number one thing but in mm. a way like I relish this idea but the idea of possibly losing Blade Runner or yeah. Robocop or, or yeah. Ghostbusters or Star Wars <laughs> so, like uh, yeah, yeah Ghost- I mean come on <laughs> like that that slightly mounts my brain I, I, I'm not sure I can quite process that or just the films would be there just not the soundtracks and uh, yeah, that's
0: a... yeah, I mean yeah, the th- the thought of um the thought of the uh, you know, the guys, the four guys. You know, there's four guys in the jumpsuits, um, you know, getting together every year to remake Ghostbusters and the Yeah. Yeah. Them them doing it like now in their in their sixties or whatever. Mm. I mean their fifties or in their forties, Which... like bashing out this same thing. Yeah. Or or you know, of other actors coming in and doing that script as as is. Yeah. Yeah, that breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah. Okay, the so the other thing that, that's <sighs> okay. come up, like since since we were initially talking about this, the other thing that's come through is they're like, uh, I think it's called Yesterday, this film, uh, Danny Boyle film, yeah. where yeah uh, yeah it, al- almost many. exactly yeah. this happens, and this this guy's the only person yeah. that can remember all the Beatles songs, which uh, so so like before I uh, like talk about how that's a bit like my idea, but the, um like. Uh, like how many how how much beatles music would you be able to recreate on demand like that i mean
1: if i was a fanboy and i knew all the words to lots of the songs then probably certainly the good stuff <laughs> I uh, look, right we're uh, getting into controversial territory what <laughs> I, well, I mean by the good stuff is the, the john lennon know, the, songs the longer the beatles <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's <laughs> very, <laughs> like a two tangent but yeah yeah the ringo star numbers obviously yeah. no, but yeah. the longer the beatles went on the more the more ownership they took of things you know the first couple of albums had mm-hmm. covers on and stuff yeah. like yeah whatever just leave, leave that behind, but you know there were some real watershed moments around sixty five sixty six for them and and I guess from there on you'd you'd start picking things up and and of course you'd you'd have to include octopus's garden yeah because banger yeah. um <laughs> but
0: so for me me watching that thing, I was like. Sure, I, I, you know, like I was trying to go, okay, so like yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now there's uh, a away! oh, I believe in yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Y- yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's like a exactly. pretty famous Beatles songs and I don't know how, most of the words to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, I don't and, know. I, I would be a terrible person for that to happen to you. Basically, that's what, that's all I'm trying to say.
1: And and factor in the 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 McCartney factor because he's the guy right. that sings that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just right. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm a massive Tom Waits fan. Mm. Um, as a child, my, my dad used to. In, I, I I've never heard any Tom Waits as a kid. My dad used to inflict uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter on us in the car. Um, and she does a song called Downtown Train, which is actually a Waits song. I never knew it was a Waits song. Mm. I just used to think, oh, what is this country rubbish, you know? Um, as it happens now, I'm like growing up, I actually quite enjoy Mary J. Carpenter. Yeah. But as a kid, I was just hearing this song, Downtown Train, you know? And I was just like, yeah, whatever. didn't think anything of it. Years later, I hear Tom Waits do it. I'm like, oh, man, that song. That's amazing. Um, and other people, they'll only know the Rod Stewart version. Ooh. And it's an amazing, lovely, beautiful song when you hear Tom Waits do it. But perhaps when you hear other artists do it, it doesn't quite carry that same emotional impact. Mm. And the same could be true of yesterday. If nobody had ever heard yesterday and some random guy popped up with it, you go, that's a very pretty song. Well done. Mm. But would you necessarily have embraced it in the way that it has been embraced by the world, yeah. given that it was, you know, a Paul McCartney in the Beatles song? So, would that magic you know there's there's a lot of that thing about the recordings, certainly older recordings, where there wasn't much multi tracking it mm. was very much you know you're you're capturing a moment mm. uh, I know I just mentioned Tom Waits, but he once described uh recording as like the closest thing we've got to time travel because you capture a moment in time that you can yes. revisit over and over and over again um and that's that's the beauty of having a recording that lasts forever. And so if, going back to the Pharrell Williams analogy, if he re-recorded Happy every two years and everyone went, oh yeah, that song's back, woo, and listened to yeah. it. My, you know, are we as a, as, are we as a, as a, as a sort of civilised, sophisticated species denying ourselves an, ex, an emotional experience of some sort where mm. nostalgia is muddled up with emotional with the emotional stimulus that you get from the music anyway
0: oh dear I'm, oh, I mean yeah. I'm, wow, sta- I'm, it, I'm, I'm I'm sp- I'm trying to make the argument for my idea but that that is pretty uh, that's pretty powerful like I I don't want to hear uh, put a big cut in here what's the guy's name the ginger lad with the loop pedal probably oh, the most Jesus. famous musician in the world Ed yeah. Sheerden
1: uh, Ed <laughs> Ed, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran,
0: that's him. Um, I like Fred. I Fred uh That that guy. Yeah. Are we uh, gonna like,
1: Are we gonna play this game with the podcast, whereby you accidentally, intentionally get very famous while not one?
0: So, I think I think yeah, I think we're there already. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay. yeah, Ted Ted Sheeran. He um, I like. I don't want to hear yeah. that guy sing yesterday. I want to hear Paul McCartney sing it. And I, and I want to hear yes. Paul McCartney in 1960, <laughs> blah, blah blah blah, sing it mm-hmm. at that moment. Yeah. Oh boy! All right. But well, if mm-hmm.
1: if your thing had always existed, we'd have never known it. We'd have never heard young Paul McCartney sing because we were both born in '84. So wow. You know, our first experience of Paul McCartney would have been something like uh, "Mull of Kintyre," <laughs> ah, "Live and Let
0: Die," mate. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, 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 are we, are
0: we yeah. Young, yeah. Was that
1: that's that That's seventies, ain't it? Mm. But wow, what
0: a tune! Da, da, da. Yeah, I'm just happy to bring that yeah. up anytime I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, break right. breakdown
1: in the middle. Oh, mm. uh.
0: uh. Yeah, okay. So okay, that that's a pretty yeah. compelling argument there. I've I've laid out mm. for yeah. my idea. <laughs> I think.
1: I mean, it, it's mm. certainly. It's certainly a very cool idea yeah. um, uh, and would potentially keep a lot of musicians in more like paid employment. Uh, so that's what that's, what, that, you know, that's
0: where it's coming from. This, you know, it's a pure hearted mm-hmm. in, intention in the same way that like the that, uh, live music keeps, keeps venues and keeps, you know, technicians and whatever in, in work. Yeah. The idea of, uh, of, totally. of, of like, having to make a new record every six weeks keeps studios yeah. in, in business and recording engineers and all of that. Totally. But that's where I came from. Okay, so, yeah, H- hit me, right. hit me. See what you can do to okay. stand up to that. Okay,
1: so um, it is, in some way, some kind of mandatory policy or law, anyone releasing music on a record label... Whenever you release an EP or an album or even a single, you have to release three variants in very contrasting styles. Oh. So, so if, you're, if you're Skrillex and you're putting out some mad, like crazy, loud dubstep thing, right? And that's like your single, there has to also be, I don't know, you could pick, there has to be a mariachi band version. Oh my god. And there has and there, there has to be a and there has to be an orchestral like a symphonic orchestral version.
0: Okay.
1: That's like law if you don't do it you you get sent to a gulag, I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, severe penalties you know. Let's let's get all Stalinist on this. But no, it's it's like that's that's just the done thing. It's always been the hmm. thing. There's no there's no other way, you know. So that's the way society expects to consume music. Now the reason the reasoning behind this firstly man you're going to employ a lot of musicians you know you and yeah. sound engineers and recording people so secondly from a consumer point of view uh you might think you're really into dubstep but because there's a mariachi band version of that dubstep record you might go and check that out and then realize oh, i i quite yeah. like mariachi music and then you go and seek out someone who is primarily a mariachi band artist and realised they also did a Scar ska punk version of their record, and then you're like, oh, I, I quite enjoy ska punk too, and yeah. and it it breaks down okay. all the walls, you know, all the yes. kind of um, uh, what am I trying to get? Like like the uh, tribalism that goes with mm. I like this genre and you like that genre, so let's hate on each other and beat each other up. You know, it's like yes. the music equivalent of football fans, isn't it? You know, it's like
0: mm. or, or like political you know, sides, and, right? Uh, the the echo chamber, yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and you hear this, so and you want to hear this. Exactly. Cool.
1: Whereas, whereas if if your most hardlined like metal band are also releasing like a glossy shiny K-pop version Oof. of of their song, like wow, it it instantly breaks that barrier down overnight. You know, the 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 the, the, the like goth wearing metalers with all the makeup and the black clothing can be completely can feel completely validated and comfortable and okay. With enjoying K-pop or or reggae or or, or synth-pop or jazz or whatever version mm. gets put out, because it legitimizes liking lots of different kinds of music, um, and like I say, it gets it gets uh, it gets loads of money for the people who have to record the records. Mm. Sorry, this is just like a noisy car driving past. So you could tour them. Oh, you yeah. could tour the. You could tour the classical symphonic version take a whole orchestra on tour or Mm. you could do a mix a mix-up tour where you you mix and match between your metal and your jazz and your classical and your k-pop and your ska and whatever versions you've done of things over the years Um, and maybe even caveat that with the next release has to have different styles to the pre you can't always just do i don't know jazz symphonic and funk
0: you know. You got you've got to rotate around the genres.
1: Yeah, like if if you think of yourself as say a, a funk artist, okay, you can always put out a funk version, but the two alternate versions must vary and be different. So that that, that okay. was my idea. Who,
0: yeah. So um who who is who is doing that? So is that like uh whatever. So Skrillex is 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 Skrillex also producing performing the symphonic version is he is he got to get his yes. get his uh, yes. stays out okay
1: he okay. is yeah and also like the i don't want to sound too snobby but it would sort out the wheat from the chaff yeah i think so you you, you know um, because there's 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 a, anyone who's worked as a professional musician will will know that there is a little bit of sort of there are different fringes of snobbery in different areas so like jazz versus classical you know pop versus Mm -hmm. rock all of Mm -hmm. these things where one thinks the other you know you you need a special certain something to work in this arena and you can't do the other and vice versa and every every area's got its own distinctive disciplines and oh you don't understand this and they don't understand that and well okay there is some truth to that but really good musicians, like really good musicians, can tread multiple mm. paths. Yeah. Um and I don't mean that they have to necessarily be the ones playing it, but to have the, the artistic vision to to mm. realise, you know, to oversee maybe arrange and co and or produce or co-produce um the symphonic versions or the jazz versions. Sure you go maybe hire in some jazz players or, or, or an orchestra. Um, but you are still there working with the arranger to decide this is this is how the cellos are going to work in this section. This is where the percussion part has to come in. This is where I want the timpanies and the and the flutes. And, y- you know, and just mm. thinking about it, it would get, you know, how how good would it be to take a really successful electronic music artist? and I don't know. It has sort of been done several times, but to rework their music on a more Mm. regular basis as symphonic scores or as, as some kind of funk jazz things, you know? Um, Yeah. Take, take the kind of stuff Noah puts out. If you were to, which is kind of funk and jazz and EDM Mm. all kind of mushed together, but that could just be a version of something that's otherwise a very glossy pop song. And then that's kind of what he's already doing, but it's so clever and it's so sophisticated, the things that go on there. If we could, grow that kind of idea across into like metal and and mm. and rhythm and blues and r&b and hip-hop and all these things that that could be a lot of fun and it, it would encourage everyone to better their musicality
0: mm. yes right and so like i'm i'm here thinking that that that's a requirement of it right that that um mm. all musicians need to know like much more be be more expert in more uh types of music um yeah we've we've both done a, a bits and bobs of of education of music education in mm-hmm. our in our careers so, so like I'm, I'm my mind is boggling at the effect that something like this would have on music education the expansion mm-hmm. of the scope
1: or on the flip side we stop getting so bogged down in thinking modes are for jazz and these scales are for classics and technique this and that and that and you boil it down to some core fundamentals that transcend and translate across all music and you teach that yeah. you
0: mm-hmm. know
1: um and and i'm not talking about teaching this is what this dot means here and this is what this line means here and teach everyone to read music because i know that's that's no no scrap that um it's the 21st century and we can easily get around that. You can easily build MIDI arrangements without knowing how to read music and they can be awesome, cool stuff. Like, like say we've both worked in educational places and and we've witnessed it. Kids that can't read music produce amazing music. Uh Even Paul McCartney's admitted to not really being able to read sheet music and you know, Paul McCartney. (laughs) So yeah, uh, you musicians will always find a way to communicate ideas to one another. Mm. Um, Mm. And being able to communicate a good idea that's based on a great vision and a great ear for arrangement and melody and harmony and rhythm far outweighs you, your knowledge of of fancy Italian words that mean certain things at certain mm-hmm. points on a piece of paper when you're playing a violin or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's it's very ambitious, but... Yeah, my the idea is that we strip away all the all the fluff that goes with learning music theory, and we boil it down to focusing on how to write and arrange strong melodies and harmonies Mm. and and interesting rhythmical stuff, and building up from there.
0: What I really like about this idea is that it sort of um it it pulls the songwriting to the forefront, right? If if you've got yeah. to do a like the the production is important, but yeah, the the core song has to translate through those different productions to yeah. to to make release right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm always about that, and I think yeah, like we've perhaps but yeah a bit too much. We've we've like talked about the Beatles a fair bit on on here so far, and but but I think like those songs are going to stand up largely octopus's garden is still going to be a banger as a like edm (laughs) tune or as a reggae tune um yeah and like yeah live or let die is already doing this i think within that like four minutes or whatever it's already in two or three different uh genres Mm.
1: yeah Uh, yeah and and that's it you know a good song stands the test of time Mm. because it's got a good lyric and a good melody and and you you can change what chord you put underneath that melody to change the colors and flavors a bit but mm. it's still a good song at the end of the day you know so
0: yeah Mm. um this also reminded me of um like I remember buying singles back back in the day when singles were a thing and you went out and bought a CD yeah. single and yeah. uh, they there being uh, like Remixes of that song on the on the CD single, and you'd have your like, you know, you'd have your chart version and your radio edit, and then your like whatever a a sort of dance a club version of of that tune. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I feel like that, like we've we've touched on this in the music industry a a little bit anyway, but I think not taking it to its fullest as Mm. you're proposing yeah Yeah, Okay.
1: and often often the remixes are or you know the different genre styles are where you get bands that are a different style of music and they just cover the song but Mm. as going back to what we were talking about with yours your point there's something about hearing the artist that came up with that song perform that song and it's hearing that person do it in different styles that that I'm intrigued
0: in. I'm trying to imagine uh, Paul McCartney sings "Yesterday" as a sort of German sausage festival and par song. bum <laughs> bum <laughs> Dru- <totally> <laughs> <And laughs> my troubles seem so. And I'd be into that. I it would think.
1: be a great tune. It would be a yeah. great tune. It really would. Oh boy! Yeah.
0: Drop the strings and pull in the brass band and.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, or, or do yesterday is like a sort of a, a two string banjo kind of country folk thing. It's yesterday. Washboard. Similar sort of thing. Yeah. It's all root string and fifth, base. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, totally. It would just sound so nice.
0: Uh, and we're talking like root fifth. Um mm. These are both actually starting to sound like uh, Weird owl songs, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe that's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, great. Yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm. I suppose what would
1: Weird Al do? Because would Weird Al have to do Amish Paradise in the same three styles that Coolio did Gangsters Paradise?
0: Ah, oh boy. Man, yeah. Oh oh god. Yeah. yeah that, that would be tricky. The one for the courts to great. decide. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. So not only is that is that idea like improving the music industry, but also the legal industry, <laughs> music, music legal. Yeah, yeah, nice.
1: totally. It's uh, it, it's creating more work for for um, musicians, but more importantly, mm-hmm. it creates more work for lawyers, which probably mm. means that EMI and Universal will totally agree to it.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're basically, <laughs> they're basically run
1: by a legal team, right? So bingo. Right. They always say <laughs> yes to more work.
0: I'm struggling okay. to see a downside here, and I, and and yeah, I've, I've like we uh, we should reach a verdict. We should find a winner here. How what, how are you feeling? How are you feeling those measuring up against each other?
1: Um. Well, when you first pitched your idea to me, I thought, ah, that's amazing what a great idea and I was mm. rolling over it for a few days thinking like I, I, I can't think of anything <laughs> how, how am I supposed to like contest that that's an amazing idea um and then like so many great ideas you know the other day in the shower I was like "Ah, oh, what if they had to release multiple genres oh yeah that's a cool idea yeah. okay and and that was that and then but I still felt your idea was stronger. And then. I feel like in your pitch, (laughs) you slightly talked your way around out of it. I did. Um, I fully did. My my idea has
0: gone off in the same way that the music would have gone (laughs) off. Um, Over time, it's sort Uh, of evaporated.
1: And so meta, I love it. Um, (laughs) And even if your idea doesn't win, it deserves an honorary kind of... Or something uh, the, for yeah, fully embracing what prize. it stands
0: for. You know, <laughs>
1: it's, it's sticking to its guns to to you know falling on its sword for yeah on principle yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean for me they're like they like I, I'm a I'm an abstractor and those things abstract down to those two ideas for me mm. boil down to like one of them my the uh, music going off that just boils down to there being actually less music there's yeah. actually there's there's nothing stopping somebody trying to remake uh Thriller right now mm. they'd need a lot of money but um yeah. somebody could and that would be fine okay. it could still exist and so could Michael Jackson's Thriller still exist um mm. your idea boils down to more music right mm. you get you get Thriller the like funky pop records you get Thriller mm. as a bunch of like chamber music waltzes for a for a 16th century dance and you get thriller as all gone what's what would the third thriller be
1: slow slow jazz Mm. like lounge jazz done on done done with Ah. a a piano double bass drum trio Mm. with like a buble style vocal in front of it
0: Mm. oh my god God, i'd be so
1: down for that (laughs) (laughs) i'd I'd definitely Um, i'd definitely go and watch that live
0: yeah, man. And and so for that reason, like for me, it's a no-brainer. I want more music and mm. your idea gives us more music.
1: But what, if anything, it's not just the more music thing for me. It's the, because it's the whole kind of, it's what I said before about the tribal genre-ism. Mm. Yeah, man. And, and, or tribalism around genres um, that just really winds me up. Because as someone who makes his own music that kind of treads a line between three or four genres Mm. using the sort of air quotation marks, (laughs) Um, it's nonsense. (laughs) The whole thing. It's just music. It's just music. Listen to it. If you um. like it, great. If you don't, you don't. It doesn't matter. But the fact that it has to be categorized and blah, blah, blah. And then people listen to this and they're like. Oh I only normally listen to such and such, so yeah, I didn't listen mm. to your music. It's like
0: yeah, but mm.
1: you liked it when you did hear it, so yeah, you know it is. If yeah. if if people just my idea is to get everyone feeling super like liberal and rainbow about genres and just being like, Yeah, whatever, whenever, I'll listen mm. to music. I won't mm. get bogged down in only liking this style. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll get that all typed up. And we'll we'll send nice. that off, uh, and yeah. we'll get that implemented. I am I, I, I'm worried a little bit about the gulags, but maybe we can we can hash that out. <laughs> yeah, and figure yeah, out the maybe. punishment for not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's a stellar idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Uh, we have a winner. Well, So cool. Uh, I'm Adam Staff. You can find me on at AJ Staff on Twitter or Adam Staff underscore producer on Instagram or adamstaff.co.uk.
1: And I'm Steve. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Opus Science um, and Facebook at Opus Science and Instagram at Opus Science and at, at, at all sorts of stuff. Just if you Google Opus Science Collective, mm. you'll come across my music. Which is all yeah. very sort of synth poppy 80s stuff if you like that sort of stuff.
0: So, yeah. I, I would go straight to the Bandcamp. That, that's me. That's opusscience.bandcamp.com right?
1: Oh, that's no, the right Bandcamp's right. Opusscience Science no. Collective. Oh, uh, baby. Camp. Oh, yeah. Uh, dot Bandcamp. Yeah, go to Bandcamp. Pay for yeah, my man. music.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Go there. Yeah. Buy it. Save the yeah. music industry yourself. Yeah. 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 Chip in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Help me f- eat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: really, i need to eat I, I'm, I'm human like you you know i need to eat what um
0: yeah i mean what what podcast in this era would be complete without uh the hosts begging for food um
1: yep, yep.
0: we we've been uh, adam and steve yes we have uh that was adam and steve save the music industry bye goodbye bye yeah